Hello and welcome to the Veg Grower Podcast. My name is Richard and I am on a mission to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Whether you're a seasoned grower or newbie to the world of gardening, this is the podcast for you. Join me as I share my experiences, tips and challenges on this exciting journey towards self-sufficiency and sustainable living. From seed sowing and plant care to harvesting and preserving, we'll cover it all. So grab your gardening gloves and let's get growing. This week we will be taking you through our latest allotment diary update, sharing our experiences of growing cabbages from seed in the UK and giving you the latest on our garden. So sit back, relax and let's get started. It's Saturday the 8th of April 2023 today and I'm down on my allotment. Now I have actually been here, it's just gone 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I've been here since 9 o'clock this morning so... I've had a lot of hard work gone in today. I'm looking forward to going home and, um, well, actually, I'll probably do more gardening at home, to be honest with you. But uh, what have I been up to down on the allotment? Now, I've got to say, I have been coming down the allotment pretty much every evening this week. What with the lighter evenings and not having to rush home to walk the dog before it gets dark, it's given me the chance to get to the allotment on the way home from work. Only sort of half hour, and that's all I generally need, just to do a little bit of weeding. And I find this a great way for me to keep on top of weeds. Don't get me wrong, there's still plenty of weeds to get through, but by going through, starting at one end and working through, I have found that I've got on top of a lot of weeds, and I've been doing this for a couple of years now. Now, yesterday, I also managed to get hold of some free greenhouse glass. This is from a a woman on Facebook Marketplace who happened to have some. Now, I wasn't sure if it was going to fit, but I went along and got it anyway. And sure enough, some of her pieces actually fit Tim's greenhouse. So I fitted some of those now. And although it's far from complete, this greenhouse, what this means is that I don't need to buy as much glass or plastic in in order to complete this greenhouse. I was debating about, and I was pretty certain I was going to use polycarbonate, twin-walled polycarbonate, instead of glass. But what I realised is it's going to work out quite expensive although it might last longer so I'm still tracking down bits of glass on Facebook and if I can get it I'm going to have it and pop that into place but what I think I'm going to have to do is actually either buy glass or twin wall polycarbonate for the areas that are missing that's the roof and the back side of this greenhouse in order to complete it so when I came down here this morning, the first thing happened is I was just sat in my van. I happened to bring some orange juice with me. I was just having a bit of orange juice. And one of my allotment neighbours came up and asked if I wanted some onions. He had a few leftover seedlings. So very kind of him. I took those and I got those into the ground next to where the purple sprouting broccoli is. We've actually been harvesting some purple sprouting broccoli this week, which is great because that means that soon what's left of the purple sprouting broccoli will come out and it will be replaced with our onion seedlings. We've also been harvesting some rhubarb and some cabbage as well, which I've also taken home today just to add to it. Rhubarb is really early this year, but I'm not complaining because it is absolutely lovely. 
Now, I also brought down the strimmer and the lawnmower today, and I went around the area, just cut the grass, and I've used that grass to mulch my autumn-sown onions. These are the onions that have been growing over winter. They're from sets, and they seem to be doing really, really well, actually. But I like to add a bit of a grass mulch to pretty much everything. And I've got to start now because we're starting already we need these what this does by adding this grass mulch it blocks out light to any weeds which stops those from growing and it also blocks the water from escaping through evaporation it creates a shade layer which means water stays in the soil which means we should in theory get better onions like i say i will as we go on throughout the year be mulching all my beds with this grass mulch it's my style of gardening i like to do it and it works really well for me after that i went down to the bottom half of the plot and i started to build a new bed now this is using the very thick stuff that i brought a few years ago that i've made my other beds out of wood and i i wasn't sure if i was going to have enough but i realized i got a double layer bed that didn't need to be a double layer bed so i started to take off the top layer there's one panel i can get off which i'm gonna to have to bring down a reciprocating saw next week but i managed to get three sides of this bed built which is great i mean the wood isn't brilliant we're gonna to have to replace it at some point and hopefully as we go on throughout this year i can find the wood in order to replace it by only being the one bed it shouldn't be too expensive but the good thing is you know i've got this bed into use and it's used in an area that wasn't used before this was all grassland i think i had a table and like a a raised type bed that i never really used here so by using this derelict area into an area that i'm growing potatoes in i feel is going to be a great way to move forward but like i said i only managed to build three sides we're going to get the fourth side built next week but i did lift up the turf that was here and i planted out the last of my sarpo myra and my maris piper potatoes the good thing is with potatoes because potatoes grow quite quickly and they grow quite big they shade out any weeds and we're also going to mulch them with compost as they grow that area being full of grass isn't going to cause me too many problems in the future it's just going to mean that 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 is going to be a much better area to use in the future because there's less weeds what i wish i had done when i first took on the salmon was just grow potatoes in here in that first year because that way a lot of that would have taken up all the cooch grass and i wouldn't have anywhere near as many problems as i do now now it's taken me a long time to get on top of the cooch grass here we're slowly getting there but we are you know it is a lot of hard work no dig does help but then you need a lot of compost to really make it work cardboard and suppressing layers does work as well but what i found to tackle cooch grass is a three-pronged approach so i always try and have something growing in the beds if it's not growing it's covered with weed suppressor membrane no dig when uh, i need it so i add plenty of compost and mulching all the time as well when things are growing also works so this three-pronged attack i has found as a great way to keep on top of the weeds and as i said at the very beginning of this segment by regular visits coming down here on a daily basis i'm able to really keep on top of the weeds as we get on further through the season 
as I say, there is a lot of time spent weeding and it is one of those tasks that really does get boring, but it is necessary. Now this week, I have been looking at my cabbage situation. I love growing cabbages and I think they're often overlooked. And I thought, you know what, this is going to be a week to talk about how to grow cabbages. Well, I'm here in the brassica bed I have here at home and I'm just planting out some cabbages. This is a variety called Spring Durham Early. Now, I love growing cabbages. I think they are delicious. If they're cooked right, they can give you some really tasty meals and they are so versatile and so many uses in the kitchen. But when it comes to growing cabbages, a few things is worth considering. The first thing, of course, you need the right variety of cabbage. Now, this is important because different varieties of cabbages you could get the pointy headed cabbage or the frilly savoy cabbage varieties for example but also the time of year that you're sowing them and when you can expect harvests so these cabbages that i'm planting out these were actually sown back in january i'm a little bit late at getting them planted out but never mind that these will provide us cabbages towards the end of spring possibly may maybe even into june but with the right variety you can get cabbages pretty much every season of the year, providing they're sown at the right times. So if we're sowing cabbages now, we would probably expect those early winter. May for Christmas, um, June, July for later on into next year. And if you want early ones, you know, you've got to look at the timings and everything like that. Like I said, there's plenty of choices and plenty of variations. Just go and have a look and see what you can do. The next most important thing with all brassicas, particularly cabbages, is to prepare the soil. So we obviously really need good soil, plenty of organic matter mixed in, fertile, rich soil. And this soil here that I have here is in pretty good condition, plenty of organic matter. We've cleared all the weeds. But one of the things we have to add to this soil, this bed only, is a bit of lime. Now, Lime adjusts the pH, which suits most of the brassicas, cabbages particularly. And that means they just grow bigger, stronger, better plants. You can get away without using lime, but don't expect great results. Lime's very easy to add. I add a couple of handfuls, sprinkled all around the bed, and then water it in. It is worth checking the pH balance and just see how alkaline your soil is in order to make sure you get the correct soil. We are lucky here. Our soil here is pretty well suited to growing cabbages anyway. I always like to start my seedlings indoors, regardless of what time of year it is. I tend to sow them into trays and then prick them out once they start to show their true leaves. It's important to get them pricked out and growing into bigger and bigger pots as they grow. If they are left for too long they can get a bit root bound and that can lead to them just not really growing very very well later on. I do find cabbages to be pretty hardy even when young but I would wait until around about now, well mid-March onwards, depending on the weather conditions. It's been cold this year, so I've waited until now before we actually get these outside. And I do still like to harden them off and get them used to growing outside. Once we are ready to get them outside, like say now, get, we're going to get them into the ground, get that root ball into the ground and 
I like to give about 30 centimetres between each plant. 30 centimetres is just about enough to grow a decent cabbage. Now, if you are growing the extra big cabbages, you probably want to give them a bit more space, up to 60 centimetres, maybe even a metre, depending on the variety. Personally, I don't like to grow the big, big varieties. I prefer to grow these for eating. And I find when they're young and nice, they are just about right. Now it is important that once we get these cabbages into place that we firm the soil around, down around them just so they are firmly planted and a bit like Brussels sprouts they can suffer a bit if they are rocked in the wind. They're not as bad as Brussels sprouts because they're obviously much lower but a firm soil around them does help. We'll then give them a good watering in and a bit of bone meal or grow more just to help them along. And that's it. Once they are in, we leave them to grow. I would feed them every now and then with something like chicken manure because I find that to be a very good at producing leafy greens, which is what we want. But balanced fertilizer they like grow more will do just as well. They also need plenty of water to grow, so keep them well watered and make sure the soil never dries out. The biggest problem, of course, with cabbages is pests. Slugs and snails can be a bit of a problem, especially with the young plants. But the other problem is, of course, pigeons will be very hungry and would happily eat a lot of these cabbages, as will the cabbage white butterflies. Now, I find the easiest way to deal with these is just to net over these plants. Just get a decent net, cover them over, and make sure the net isn't sitting on the plants at all. You don't want a cabbage white butterfly to still be able to land on the net and lay its eggs on the cabbage. So plenty of room around them, but well netted so the pigeons and the cabbage whites cannot get to them. Now cabbages should be ready after about 70 to 100 days. Again, depending on the variety, but what I always look for is firm heads. We just harvested one of our cabbages this week. It was a bit small, but it had a nice firm head. We cut it off at the base and take that cabbage away to be eaten. Now it is possible if you mark an X in the stalk, you can then get a few smaller cabbages later on in the year. They are much smaller and in fact you'll get four cabbages but it's worth doing if you are trying to get more than one cabbage from your plant. Something that I do try and encourage. So there you go, that's my garden how to grow cabbages from seed. Give it a try and I think you will be very very surprised brassicas are often overlooked in a vegetable garden but please do go and get plenty of them and they're well worth it right let's find out what's been happening here on the home plot Today is Sunday the 9th of April 2023 and yes Sunday I've still got tomorrow off work with it being this long Easter bank holiday weekend but uh, I'm going to update you with what I've been up to throughout this week because what I have been doing as I said with the allotment that in the evenings I'm able to visit the allotment but also in the mornings what I've been doing for the last few weeks is just getting up a little bit early about half six and actually coming out to the garden and doing a few bits and I quite enjoy it because I'm just just sort of an hour before work and I'm finding I'm able to really start the day off feeling quite good about myself so yeah I've been pretty happy with what I'm doing 
Now at the moment I'm just in the greenhouse at the moment as you can hear it's a little bit windy but I am just potting up my tomato seedlings. These are gardeners delight that I was sowing back in January. Now last week I may mentioned that I set up a cold frame using an old fridge and I put some gardeners delight tomatoes in there along with a few other plants but what we found at the beginning of this week we had some rather hot warm weather and that ended up cooking the plants that I had inside this cold frame. I think it got a little bit too hot in fact when I opened it up in the evening steam was coming out of this fridge. So as an experiment as an idea it's not been a good idea. I think throughout the winter it will probably work better but throughout the spring and summer no it's not a good idea. So this fridge is off to the scrapyard. Now throughout the week what I've also been doing I've pricked out some cauliflowers into their own little plug plants to try and get those uh, growing a bit better. These were obviously seedlings that need a bit more space as they've been growing and hopefully by giving them a little bit more space they'll grow a bit better, a bit stronger and move on. Now I've mentioned quite a bit about pricking out. This week I managed to get hold of some Koya compost. I was alerted that Morrison's were doing this Koya compost two packs for £14 and each pack is 75 litres. Now Koya compost is interesting because it comes in compressed blocks which means it's nice and easy to transport, doesn't take up much space. It comes in a cardboard box which I think is is brilliant. I do not like the plastic bags that compost tends to come in. But these, these boxes, you then take them home, you place them in some water, they swell up and they break down. You do have to add a bit of perlite and some fertiliser. They are a very sterile compost. But for this, I am finding out that I think that they are brilliant. And I've done that, and that has meant I can start potting on a lot of these plants. Now, I did also mention about slug and snail problem that I've had in this greenhouse and I've found that by doing nightly visits I've managed to reduce the numbers and we're not making any losses. I will keep on with that of course but uh, as we move on throughout the time we should reduce the amount of numbers. The thing is I haven't seen the hedgehogs out this year yet so they haven't been keeping their numbers down. Now added to that I have of course been moving plants out to the cold frame. These are my onion plants and my other certain brassicas, sprouts, cabbages, etc, etc. And what I've also been doing is going around the, the front gardens particularly, I had some slow release fertilizer which I've added to quite a few of our pot plants. The idea being that just adding this slow release fertilizer at the beginning of the season will start to help them out. The slow release fertilizer I've been using is called bone meal. It's very very good I've got to say. We will of course add more and more fertilizer throughout the growing season but at the beginning of the season just getting a nice slow release fertilizer into the ground just to start them off will do the world of good. Now over this Easter weekend being a longer weekend it has been really nice weather it has to be said. I've managed to get out and tidy the garden area up. This is always a problem with my garden. I, I, it's a working garden my stepmom described it as. So tidying it up is something I seem to do all the time. But I went around had a bit of a tidy up. 
cleared things up, got the lawnmower and this swimmer out, cut the grass and used that grass for composting. The chickens are really settled in well, in, in all honesty. We got four eggs today, so plenty of eggs are coming in. They re Martha really has taken in with the pack really well. Uh, the flock, sorry, not the pack. And the other chickens have taken to the new home really well as well. Bear can sometimes be the last one out. She's a bit unsure, but she has seven years old. That wind is getting quite ferocious, isn't it? But yeah, she is seven years old, so it is to be expected that she's going to be a little bit on a delicate side. Now in this greenhouse, I've actually added a shelf as well. This is down the far end. It's only a little... 15 centimeter shelf but I bought this from Amazon because I just wanted somewhere to keep a few things out of reach or just in reach but higher up and I didn't want to spend a fortune I found these on Amazon so I brought these as a trial and I think I'm going to be trying to get hold of a few more in the future maybe some bigger ones I like them I do like them I've added a link to this shelf in the show notes if you are interested and it all it is is these basically shelf brackets you add your own piece of wood or whatever you might use and the nuts come in that just slide in you twist them 90 degrees and tighten them up and there you go you have yourself a decent shelf if this works as well as it seems to I might implement this in the greenhouses down on the allotment as well now I'm just looking at the moment at the plastic seed box this is the box I built a few weeks ago to start some seeds off and we've sown some celery which is growing quite well in there but we've also sown a load of tomatoes which are also starting to germinate now this is a good sign it's telling me that this greenhouse is going to be warm enough for tomatoes to survive in so I've moved a load of tomatoes out to this greenhouse I'm moving more out from my kitchen my kitchen window so is just really full up with tomatoes and other seedlings at the moment so I want to get these out to the greenhouse as much as possible I think the chilies will come out here soon as well now I've also been planting a few plants out as I said in the earlier section my cabbages have gone into the brassica bed and hopefully that's soon going to be followed up with things like cauliflowers and sprouts but I also had quite a few spinach that I wanted to get outside. Now I've put some spinach inside a trough container to go in the patio garden uh, but I wanted to get some in the beds as well. Now I did actually plant out some spinach a few weeks ago but unfortunately the slugs and snails have came along and got a hold of them so again I'm going to get those nightly raids out on their slugs and snails to try and reduce those down because I want to get the spinach out ASAP. Spinach is something I really like and at the moment we've got quite a few spinach plants and they all seem to be doing rather well so I want to keep up with that and try and harvest a lot of spinach. Spinach in the, the veggie pods and other areas are also doing really really well. Now talking of the veggie pods, the carrots that we sowed a few weeks ago, they've germinated. The spring onions that we sowed a couple of weeks ago as well, they have started to germinate. So the veggie pod garden is really coming together. I'm going to have to sow a few more seeds pretty soon. We've actually been harvesting a few radishes as well. These are really nice white radish actually, and they are going down really, really well. I've used the multi-sown technique for these radishes, but I think in a veggie pod system, 
I'm going to direct sow these in the future to save time and space in this greenhouse. Now, another thing in this greenhouse that I want to mention is my strawberries. I've got strawberries in hanging baskets this year. Some of these are going to go outside once the weather perks up a little bit outside. But what I'm seeing at the moment, so I've got some particular strawberry which is called El Santa. They are just starting to flower, which is great to see. But uh, six hanging baskets of strawberry plants, they're all really starting to thrive and jump in. And the reason I'm growing these in hanging baskets is obviously I want to grow them in hanging baskets that can go outside. But strawberries, what we find with strawberries is the first year they grow perfectly well and even the second year as well. But what we get is the runners. So this first year they're going to be in here, we'll harvest the strawberries. And when we get the runners, we'll pot those up and then we will take these hanging baskets outside. The ones that we've potted up will go in hanging baskets to stay in the greenhouse for next year. And the ones outside will be outside for a couple of years and hopefully provide us with more strawberries. And that pattern will repeat. But after three years, when strawberries tend to lose their vigour, it's very easy then to get rid of the hanging basket. And we know what these are doing and what is the, the, the age of them because they've been doing or growing for three years. So, yeah, this system is what I'm doing. It's, it seems to be working really well, I've got to say. We do have other strawberries that are outside and in other places. But these ones for early strawberries so far, they really are thriving. And I'm looking forward to getting hold of some of those delicious strawberries the first of the season. So yeah, that's a lot that's been going on here at home. I've got to say, I'm really happy with the home plot. I like the Yodoman, everything's just coming together at the moment. The, the, the garden uh, is just feeling like it's becoming a productive and, and so a nice area to work in. Just need it to be a little bit warmer and then we can get our plants outside as well as more plants sown. But that's coming up in the future. Right, let's head back to the podding shed. Well, that is it for this week's episode of the Veg Grower Podcast. But before we go, as always, I'd like to share with you a recipe. Yesterday being Easter Sunday, we had roast lamb with potatoes and all the veg. But alongside it, we had our homemade mint sauce. And it was an absolutely delicious accompaniment. To make it, we simply chopped up a bunch of fresh mint leaves mixed with some white wine vinegar and sugar and then just adjusted to taste. But what we started with, we took about a quarter cup or 60 mils of chopped mint, two tablespoons of white wine vinegar and a teaspoon of sugar. Stirred it all together, let it sit for about an hour to let the flavours melt together and there we go. It was delicious, refreshing and it really did go down well. But like I say, do adjust to your own taste. Don't take my word on it. The recipe, of course, is included in the show notes. Now, as always, I want to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. Your feedback helps me improve the show and reach more people who are interested in growing their own food. If you are really enjoying the podcast and want to support me directly, you can become a supporting member by visiting my website, thevegegrowerpodcast.co.uk. 
Supporting members get access to exclusive content as well as a collection of seeds sent to their door each and every month that can be sown that very month. And your support helps me keep the podcast running. And finally, I'd love to hear from listeners. If you have questions, comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can email me richard at vegetablegrowerpodcast.co.uk. And of course, you can follow me on social media to see photos and updates from our allotment and garden. We also have a Facebook group, which is really good with all the conversation that people are sharing. Now, thank you once again for listening. We will be back again next time. So until then, please take care. Thank you.